get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report. Our lines are open. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome, Michelle Smallman here with you on 101 ESPN. You like Jair's walk-up songs? Just suits him perfectly. So weedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you, him. you hear that music, you know it's time for Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider at The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. Jer, everyone just catches a vibe whenever we intro you in. Telling you. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I never wanted to be a, a wrestler, but uh, if I were, that'd be the walk-up song. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Strutting in. I love it. Well, uh, Jr. the Blues fall to the Kings last night, 3-2 to two in a shootout. And the Blues have incredible depth, but... But it's really hard to continue to win when you're missing someone of the caliber of Ryan O'Reilly. So how much do the Blues miss O'Reilly right now? I think a lot. And it's hard to, you know, pin down in specifics. I mean, you can talk about the leadership. You can talk about, uh, you know, securing those top couple lines when you got a guy plugged in there like Ryan O'Reilly and, and the chemistry stays together. You don't have to mix things up. You can talk about the face-offs. But there's just probably a number of things on the ice that, that none of us can really dissect like the players can where you miss a Ryan O'Reilly. But when you watch on TV, you sit back in your couch or in the press box and you watch the game, you can definitely tell uh, that they're missing him. Uh, it's no uh, you know, mistake, I don't think, to look at the games and see that in the past three, uh, they just haven't been themselves, and that's when they've been without Ryan O'Reilly. So, you know, he's going to miss uh, probably another one tonight in San Jose, uh, but uh, he will catch up with the team on the trip, and Craig Bruby said uh, could play by the end of the trip. I'm really curious what they do at goal tonight. You know, Bennington, there was some challenges there, and he was awesome there at the latter stages. So does he go back-to-back, or do they give him the uh, night off tonight in San Jose? Yeah, I would have guessed that the Blues probably had this planned out behind the scenes, what they were going to do with tonight's game. Uh, you know, maybe last night weighed a little bit into it, how big the workload is. Uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of shots, but uh, Bennington did go to overtime and, you know, eight shots there. The Blues got outshot eight to nothing in the overtime, and you go to a shootout, and he sees four shots there. So, you know, I do think, um, you know, when you look at it that way, he played a lot. So the tough part here, Dan, is the Kings are playing pretty well. Six and three, they've won their last two uh, beat Buffalo, beat Winnipeg. And so even though they've had some COVID issues, this isn't the walkover game that you might have thought it would have been a few weeks ago when you were playing well and the Sharks uh, you know, are kind of scuffling. So to me, you look at this situation, and to answer your question, i got to give you an answer here. You know, I think maybe you do go with Joel Hofer. you got to step back and, and look at the big picture. Billy Uso's going to miss uh, 10 days. So uh, Bennington playing last night, you come back possibly with Hofer tonight. We'll see. Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on 101 ESPN, our Blues Insider at The Athletic. And J.R. Vladimir Tarasenko extended his point streak to seven games with a pair of assists last night for the Blues. He just continues to be on a roll here. He's on on kind of a I'm going to show you what I've got tour. Yeah, he does. And uh, look at those two goals last night that the Blues scored. Now, granted, it's not five on five, and we'll probably get to that here in a second. But they uh, they score on the power play, and they score shorthanded with uh, Braden Shen getting the power play goal, Torrey Krug getting the uh, shorthanded goal. And both of them were off of Vladimir Tarasenko's shots. So he got the shot off, rebound. 
happens and, and the Blues follow up with the goal. You know, what I noticed last night is he was uh, trying his one-timer a lot more than he has in the past. That's not been in his repertoire, but last night uh, he was getting it off quick. The other thing, and I thought TNT did a good job of this, Dan, you know, you appreciate it when those camera guys really zoom in on, on players and what they're doing. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko doing a lot of things away from the puck, too. You finishing checks, taking guys into boards, getting back. Now, those are things that you expect from a high-priced player like him, but it hasn't always been there. But uh, I thought he's been really dialed in in addition to that seven-game point streak. What do you think about getting more traffic in front? The, you know, just kind of the ugly goals that you get, the uh, – the, the fact that you can you get the rebounds and all of a sudden you're putting it into the back of the net and it, it, it just looks like they're playing a little bit more of a perimeter game right now. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I broke it down last night. Uh, I looked at the first six games. The Blues had 18 five-on-five goals. And the last two games, they've had none. They had the power play goal by Shen in the Chicago game. And then, as I just mentioned, power play and a shorthanded goal last night. So no five-on-five goals in the past two games. I asked Craig Burby about that after the game last night. And he said, yeah, just not getting uh, enough traffic. He said they're they're getting guys in front of the net, but then they're just peeling back. So it, it's a one-and-done situation uh, where you're not anticipating the rebound, fighting for the rebound, going after that loose puck like they were in those first six games. Tory Krug said the same thing, a lot of perimeter play. So, uh, you know, the, the, the five-on-five is going to dry up when you don't have a guy like Ryan O'Reilly in the lineup, but these guys, as we've talked to all season, have a lot of depth up there, and there could be more guys, even when you're missing Ryan O'Reilly, more guys going to the net, sticking around there and trying to get those goals, and they're not right now. Jerry, I wanted to ask you about the big news in hockey today, the Jack Eichel trade. It's official. He's been traded to the Vegas Golden Knights. The return for Buffalo is Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a 2022 first-rounder, and a 2023 third-rounder. That's per Emily Kaplan of ESPN. What's your reaction to this trade? Yeah, how about that? Finally, 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 that uh, Jack Eichel trade gets done. And uh, and good for the entire situation. The game is better when Jack Eichel's on the ice. He needs to get that surgery. Now that the trade's done, he's going to go get that next surgery. It could be back. I believe it's uh, about four months. But looking at the trade breakdown, wow, yesterday there were rumors that uh, Calgary and Matthew Kachuk could be involved. I know Blue fans were excited potentially. You know, could that be a three-team trade? Kachuk comes to St. Louis. But the deal is just between Buffalo and Vegas. And in terms of the package, you know, I don't think it's too uh, – overwhelming you know i think when you're looking at a number two overall pick and eichel to even think about trading him in the future he never could have anticipated the uh, the injury uh but uh, to, to only get back the package that uh, vegas has given him you know i think is going to be very underwhelming for buffalo fans but you know not much uh, the sabers could do i guess in this situation after they let it drag out this long and get to this point. He's our Blues insider at The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford. Be sure to read his great work at The Athletic and, of course, follow him on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. Great stuff, Jer. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, talk to you guys later. Thanks a lot. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had.
and in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.